Welcome to episode 18 of The Victors, a Michigan sports podcast. We are affiliated with Between the Whistles Detroit, a JC Sports Network exclusive. I'm your host, Chad Mzegan, joined by my co-host, Jordan Dean. How you doing tonight, man? Living the dream, my man, living the dream. Hey, it's hard to not be living the dream when your team's 7-0. Feels so, good, feels good. It does. We just got to get healthy. We got to make sure that everyone's good. good yeah, I'd good. really like to see Eric all get back. Um, yeah. And I know our right tackle is down, too. Couldn't really tell our... Uh, I didn't know. I didn't well. know college players get paternity, but I wonder if that's what's going on. I, mean, I, I have just had no a baby, idea, so I, man. You know, I wonder if that kind it's, of it's weird. There's not things. been much news around what happened to him. It <laughs> just kind of said, "Oh, yeah, he's not going to be playing." Um, <laughs> you know, so weird. Obviously, college they don't, you know, due to rules and laws, they don't really have to share uh, right. injury statuses and things like that. But uh, yeah, hopefully, Eric all is back sooner rather than later. Um, Obviously, we talked about that a little bit last episode. I think he opens up a lot of options in the offense. He's just a big mismatch. So, uh, athletic, big, catches the ball well. This is just a fun time of year because, you know, we've got football, basketball's around the corner, yeah. hockey's going Hockey on right now. So it's a good time to be a Michigan fan. Yeah, and you know what? All three programs really good last year. Um, have been pretty good overall for the last couple of years. So it's, it's fun time. And like you said, you know, everyone's kind of peaking right now. At the same time, I think what something is like. Take a second to say, like, no, I can't. No, granted, I've done. I've not done a ton of research on this, so I could be dead wrong. But I don't think there's a lot of programs that have like three schools or three or three programs within a school that are kind of at the highest level. And 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 yeah, I'd have to find a sports. stat because there was a stat last year that Michigan. I don't know if they're the first school or something. First school, maybe in a long time, but to have. Um, uh, a, a team reached the playoffs in all three major sports, like basketball obviously made the Sweet 16. Uh, Michigan football was in the Final Four. Hockey, hockey made the Final yeah. Four, I believe it was. So, I don't know, there was, a, and there was some other sports included in that. Um, but, yeah, right now just the overall athletic department um, is having, Kicking butt. Yeah, they're kicking butt across the – across multiple sports right now. So, it's it's fun to see. It's Like you said, it's a good time to be a Michigan fan. Um they pride themselves on having a good athletic department, not, right. ju not just football or basketball yep. or hockey. Um, you know, baseball peaked a couple of years ago. Yep. They made the uh, College World we Series. A, we've had a phenomenal softball program. Yeah, for softball's years. been really good. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a fun time. Uh, but Michigan's on the bye week this week. Um, you know, sad time. It's always always sucks when you don't have Michigan on a Saturday during the football season. But uh, we'll be able to watch some other games of football. Um, and Michigan will be back the following week to play the. Uh, Michigan State Spartans in the big in-state rivalry game um, at the big house. 7.30 kickoff, by the 730 way. 7.30 night big game. Big night game. So I feel like a side tangent for a second. It's a night game. Don't you think a blue out is kind of not going to work very well at night? I mean, with the Can't lights, really I'm sure it'll be fine. Well. Like, but you know, the big old shots. I just really hope with the blue out, they don't wear the yellow jerseys. Do you think they're? I was wondering. Do you think they're gonna go opposite? No, way. I hope not. But they did for the yellow I maze out. You know. They wore the all blue jerseys. I don't Personally, know. I kind of like the all. I do jerseys. too. I don't like the all yellow jerseys. I really don't. I wouldn't mind a yellow top, blue pant. Uh, I deal with uh, it. I could deal with that, I guess, but I don't know. Yellow I don't top, know. white pant. I'd rather, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just wear the traditional blue, yeah, blue jersey, blue yellow pant, yeah. or the all blues again. I, I, I know I not everyone just... likes the all blues. I do though. I, I think oh, I love I, the all blues. I think nice. they look great. And I'll be honest, my favorite road uniform is the white jersey with the blue pants. Forget the yellow and white pants. I love the mm. blue pants. I really do. Yeah. But 
you know, whatever. Whatever they decide to wear, just win. Just, just win. win the game. I don't care if it's practice. And I know Michigan fans hate this, but the last time we did that game against Michigan at the Big House, you know. Trouble with the snap. Yeah, so hopefully uh, Harbaugh doesn't get in his own way there because that was that was coaching. So. Yeah, we, we could be talking about that all night if we but, did. Yeah, I don't want to bring up bad memories from seven years ago. Um, but here we are. Just take care of business. Yeah. All right, so getting into the fo- uh, quick football segment, uh, we felt like this was a good week to kind of touch on the recruiting uh, for Michigan, um, just a quick overview. Michigan, we talked about in the preseason, recruiting was a little bit of a concern. Yep. Um, they were down in the rankings. I think they were in the 50s. They were, I think it was 52, um, maybe. Yeah, Michigan's rebounded. Uh, they have 15 commits so far. They currently rank 23rd in the nation, uh, uh, according to 24-7 sports. Um Seven four-star commits, eight three-star, still no five-star commits. They are in the conversation for quite a few. Yep. Um, so, and you know, these are just verbal commitments right now. Obviously, exactly. signing no, is the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, all these numbers can change. You've seen it with Michigan State a little bit. Uh, a couple of D commits um, I, have been I, announced. Um, but everyone goes yeah, through this. I imagine we'll be top 15, top 10 by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and by I the end of the season, especially. You know, we don't want to fix this problems, Chad. Winning. Yeah, I agree. So if we go, if we if we continue to do what we're doing on the path that we're at, I have a hard time believing that kids aren't going to want to be jump on the Michigan train, going you know to the back to back playoffs, back to back Big Ten titles, that type of train. Yeah, and uh, Jeremiah Love uh, just kind of talk about for like Notre Dame how fast things can change. Uh, they just got the I think. Uh, he's he's considered an athlete, but I think he's uh, running back in his I, high school. Yeah, it's like the third best running back considered in the nation right now. So he just verbally committed to Notre Dame. That shot them up the rank. Not that they were struggling by any means, but they shot up a couple spots mm-hmm. um, with that commit. So things can change all the time. But getting into Michigan, any concerns still uh, with the lack of five star where we're at? No, so, um, I mean we don't bring in a lot of five stars. No, like, and historically I agree with you. we haven't like. JJ was a, a, kind of the exception. Jabril Peppers was the exception. But I know, Gary, like, you know, it's been talked about that, you know, especially when Jim Harbaugh got here, that that would kind of change because, you know, he brings a premier, premier coach, yeah. premier program, things like that. I've, honestly, it all comes down to developing your players. Exactly. Like, there's very I, few I, five the stars system, that come in and just completely dominate right, right away. Literally, the ranking system is predicated on, you know, you, if if you travel around the country as, as kids, you know, do all the seven on seven crap. You do all the camps, you know. Which, by the way, seven on seven is just the most meaningless form of football. Yeah, if you're exactly so, if someone tells you they're elite at seven on seven, they probably can't, they probably can't play real football. So, um, but my point is that's how you get recognized as kids. That I hate the fact that that's how it is, but so like I'm not. The five there's there's plenty of five stars that are out there right now that look great with no pads on can run four fours and those type of things but put pads on and they they're not legit. Yeah, the only people that can impress me in seven seven are if corners are really shut down because everything about seven seven is against corners being successful. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's not something I'm overly concerned about. Uh, obviously, they're climbing. They've gone yeah. up nearly it, 25 it, spots. Look at the schools that are in front of us right now. you got Texas Tech at 22, Louisville at 19, and they're struggling this year. Mm-hmm. Florida State at 16. They just passed Michigan State. Michigan State's yeah, 24th right, right now. Right, and Michigan State's dropping like flies as far as some of their commits. So, I, like I said, continue to win. 
and I think we'll we'll, we'll land some big time talent. And this whole these, list and current ranking is going to be completely different when signing day comes. Exactly, because there's going to be so much poaching back and forth within and the, the last is, couple weeks of like, that. You got to put in perspective too. These are freaking high school kids, man. Right. And they're, they're in the middle of their seasons, right? Right. Exactly. So the, the flip flop is going to happen. There's going to be mm-hmm. a t- t- those type of kids. So I'm not. I'm not stressed. Nothing to stress about. Uh, Michigan, especially over the last few years, has proven that they can develop some talent, especially on the offensive and defensive line, uh, running backs, obviously. So. Um, I'll say. If you want, you probably pull it up real quick if you wanted to. But I don't think Blake Quorum was more than a four star. I don't think. I think Donovan was a five star. I do think. Yeah, Donovan was. Donovan was, but like a lot of our offense, JJ's a five was a five star. But outside of I guess those two, those three guys, I don't think uh, we had a lot of. Quorum was a four star. Yeah, a lot of five star guys on our roster right now. Well, I guess Will Johnson was a five star last year at corner. So, yeah, and they'll, they'll get a they'll, they'll couple get, five get, stars, couple. but yeah, it, you know, like I said, it really comes down to develop. What other guys you get? You, you know, you can test that to Michigan State. D'Antonio as the coach never got any big time recruits, nope. but he developed the you know had a playoff that team. Michigan, in that Michigan State defense man in twenty fifteen. That yeah, that was the the no yeah, fly not zone. just twenty fifteen. I mean, they had respectable oh, defenses yeah. throughout his tenure, and again, it was built on a lot of two, three, some yep. four stars, but a lot of guys that really chip on their shoulder, hey, I didn't get accepted by the big school. Let me come here and we'll go beat the big school sort of yep. thing, right? So, um, yeah, recruiting, it's it's nice. It's something, you know, entertaining to keep you busy during the offseason. But at the end of the day, how does your coaching staff um, that you have on, you know, in your particular program develop these guys to be able to play uh, when their number's called, you know? So, Kind of finish up on Michigan football. Uh, you know, we talked about it kind of during, you know, week one, two of the season. But Cade McNamara lost the job. Um, it looked like he had lost the job anyway, uh, but then he got hurt. Hasn't been dressed for probably the last five weeks or so, um, which really put the nail in the coffin in terms of him not playing Um all but guaranteed to probably transfer at the end of the season at this point, right? Yeah, uh, I, there was actually I, I, it got what's it called debunked, I guess, by Kate's dad actually. But there was a report stating that he is basically healthy at this point, but he's actively looking to leave midseason. Oh, interesting. And okay. Kate's and dad, we talked about that being yeah, a possibility. And Kate's dad was like, "Show your sources," because like. Say basically saying that's not true. Yeah, and you but know, there's we, no reason for him to really transfer at this point. You're right. not going to go play anymore. Exactly. Right? So he, I, I will, I would fully anticipate that he's a captain this year. He's going to honor his teammates, and, and you never know when he'll get the chance. His best chance to play is still here. You know, JJ goes down. Cade's the guy. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, does he, I, I hope I hope he dresses for the Michigan State game at that point. That's oh, that'd be game. nice. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, I still respect the hell out of Cade, everything he was able to do for us last year. Um, again, the booing at the beginning of the season made no sense, but it does make sense, you know, with him and JJ having the same amount of eligibility left in their career. Um, it would make sense that Cade losing the quarterback competition would go look elsewhere. I don't want to his career. Yeah, I don't want to play Cade. No, I no, I don't want him to go far, far away. If yeah, at least not in the Big Ten. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, I was the, the last Michigan quarterback I think of that was stayed in conference was it Brandon Peters or whatever? Uh, went to Illinois. Illinois, yeah, I think that was the last one. So uh, a team that's always caught my attention for Cade possibly is Iowa, and I really don't want that. Shoot, guy. man. So, yeah, he, he makes their passing game that much better right now. Yeah, so 
it'll be interesting to see kind of where he goes, but I think it's kind of uh, a given that he's going to be gone after this season. So best of luck to him, honestly. We'll talk about that more if and when that does happen, but uh, just a little talking point to get here. Um, kind of finish up on the football. What grade would you give Michigan staff so far through this season? You know, from everything we've seen, obviously they're 7-0, so there's not going to be any bad grades, but what do you think they've kind of done well? What do you think they could work on a little bit? And what kind of grade does that give them at the end? I'm going to give our co-OCs, Weiss, and more an A- minus right now. I'm going to give Genty Mentor an A. And Harbaugh overall? And Harbaugh himself, I mean, I guess. He's running a good program. He's running right a good program. I think more of the assistants are what's kind of getting to my head right now. It's just like <laughs> I – we didn't really know what Jesse Minter was going to bring to the table after losing Mike McDonald. We knew what he tried to bring. We, to the exactly. Table, as yeah. far as like, you know, he, 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 there's a lot of hype around somebody, and you never really know. But he's proven that he knows what he's doing. Our my my bigger concern was definitely on the offensive side of the ball with the co OCs. I've never been the biggest fan of that. Um, but and as, we, off, as we talked about earlier in the year against like, Maryland, we had a good. We had some weird, just no fluency. Just kind of seemed like we we're call plays to call plays, but. It's gotten smoother and smoother, so it's working. So I I think they're catching stride at the right time. Yeah, and I agree with that. I'd probably give the co-OCs a B plus. I think that'd be the difference. Uh, Minter definitely gets an A. I don't think his scheme is the reason our secondary is struggling. I just don't think we have the top-end players that you know we've had in the past. Yeah. I don't think, Again, I don't think our secondary is bad. I just don't no. think they're lockdown-type players like yeah. – you know, you know, I think the world of Rod Moore. I think he's going to be a hell of a player. He's only a freshman right now. Like, he's got room or time to grow, right? But um, – and Michigan's free safety. But, you know, I think, like you said, the co-seas uh, started off a little bit rough. There wasn't a lot of fluency. Uh, they weren't really helping break in their new quarterback and J.J. McCarthy at the time. I do agree with you. I think it's gotten better. Uh, my, I guess my biggest concern is I still feel like every now and then uh, there's some questionable play calls at the time they're called in terms of just keeping the, the drive smooth and things like that. And my second is they haven't been super tested yet. And I know a couple of games have been close, specifically the Maryland game. You know, that stayed within one score for a good chunk of that game. But, you know, they're running the ball really well. And that's, you know, a test of them. They are calling good good plays, you know, they're and the team's executing well. Um, but we haven't seen them in a in a, uh, a situation that they could possibly could be in at the end of the state, uh, end of like an Ohio State game where the stakes are high. Yeah, absolutely. Got to convert sort of thing. So I'm going to leave it just because I'm not sold on from what I've seen at the start of the season. I'm yeah. going to leave them at a B plus. They have done a good job. They've gotten better each week, in my opinion, but there's still some question there. Minter, I like what he's doing. Harbaugh, like I said, I think he's running a great yeah. program right now. I, I still leave him with an A. Yeah, and one last coach that I that I, I do want to talk about because I talked about him early in the year, and you know, Mike Elston, our defensive line coach, coming over from Notre Dame. I early on, those players are developed. Like that's they're better than you I thought. Can, they I was going to say, talk about growth from week to week. You're seeing this mm -hmm. defensive line becoming their own and starting to really take control of games and dominate. And it's coming from Multiple players. They're playing with a lot of confidence, great technique, and, you know, that goes down to Coach Elston. So shout out to him for doing what he's doing. Yeah, no, good stuff. So um, that's going to wrap it up for the Michigan football segment. Um, you know, we'll get more into next week the Michigan State uh, preview. Um, you know, always fun when we get to play in the rivalry game. So uh, let's get into basketball here really quick. 
So it's almost that time. Uh, Michigan basketball is set to tip off November 4th, I believe, against Ferris State uh, to open the season. Um, I don't want to get too much into the basketball. I know uh, we're planning a Michigan basketball like kind of season preview episode in a couple weeks before their November 4th tip-off, so we'll save a lot of conversation for that. But kind of just touch on where they're at right now. Uh, you know, the Big Ten media poll came out the other day. Um, Indiana comes in at first, um, Illinois second, uh, Michigan comes in at third. Um, obviously last year they lost in the sweet 16. Um, Hunter Dickerson, Hunter Dickinson is probably the biggest news in terms of he decided to come, come back. back. Yeah. Um, best center probably in the conference, one of the better players in college football. This team will ride and die with what he does. Michigan did have a lot of turnover this year. Um, yeah, we, we did lose a couple of players to transfer portal and just graduation. So I yeah, they're gonna be a young team this year. And I be, think the yeah. biggest question with them is gonna be how they play defense. Mm-hmm. Howard and just Michigan historically under Beeline as well always seem to have the offense figured out for the most part. Um, the I guess the big name transfer this year is Princeton uh, guard uh, Jalen Llewellyn. Uh, he's yeah. gonna come in and he's got a good percentage from the perimeter. Um, and then we also got a Duke transfer in Joey Baker, um, and he's a stretch forward. So we'll kind of see how it all gels together. It's always the kind of the interesting thing about basketball, um, you know, with the one-year eligibility takes time. and yeah. things like that. Um, there's always a lot of turnover, it seems. And like you said, it takes time to kind of gel with the players. But I, I suspect Dickinson will kind of – everything's going to kind of run through his success or failure of the team. Um, but I do expect Michigan will be uh, fairly competitive. I don't know if they will be the top of the top in the Big Ten Conference. Obviously, the media thinks Illinois and Indiana will be those teams. I do think Illinois, to me, Illinois is probably the team to beat. I just, I love the program they run over there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it'll be interesting. Uh, Michigan State, for reference, just to kind of touch on a couple other teams that, you know, you care about. Four, uh, they come in at four behind Michigan. They are going to be interesting. I think they are. While they're they're killing recruiting for the following year, this year could be a down year for it them. Like Izzo a, works magic, so I'm not oh, saying yeah, they're Tom going to be awful. Yeah. Tom Izzo is one of the best coaches in the history of college basketball, uh, but I don't think they're going to be your typical strong Michigan State Spartans that you're used to seeing. Um, and then Ohio State uh, comes in at six. Again, they're a team that kind of flashes from time to time in basketball, but they're. Kind of always in the middle of the conference. Well, yeah, no, no doubt on that one. Um, Hunter Dickinson was voted as the favorite to win the player of the year in the Big Ten by the preseason. He uh, might actually do that. And uh, was voted to the first team all Big Ten for the preseason. Um, Again, I could see it, you know, player of the year. He will be the X factor for Michigan. Uh, He can take over games at times. So it, uh, He'll definitely be in the conversation if he doesn't win. Rumor so. has it he's improved his three ball too. So, Which is big because, honestly, I think that was part of the reason he didn't go to the NBA. His game that he's had the last two years isn't really suited for today's NBA. NBA teams, they want everyone to be able to have that perimeter shot, yeah. be able to shoot outside of 10 feet, and big men have to kind he, of He added it last year, but I think he's worked on it even more this offseason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he definitely got better. He's gotten better year over year with his perimeter shooting, but it, it had to get solidified to help him, you know, be drafted in a meaningful spot in the NBA. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the AP poll for college basketball actually just came out recently as well, and Michigan comes in at number 22. Um, about right where I expected. I wasn't sure if they would be ranked to start the year, but given – 
their run in the NCAA tournament last year. They're respecting Michigan. And Dickinson yeah. coming yeah. back. I think them being a fringe top 25 team makes sense. College basketball is so much movement. So much. That, you know, the top, again, the top 25 is, it, there's going to be so much that changes. It doesn't really matter where you start. Last year, Michigan started in the top five. I think it was yeah. their four. They ended up bottom out really quick and then kind of rebounded. They, they had a slow start last season. Um, you know, in Michigan, they have an interesting schedule. I mean, um, I can bring it up right here, but I know in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, they play Syracuse, I believe. But let me bring it up really quick. I'm sorry I don't have this prepared. Uh, let's not commit. Did I type oh, Michigan <laughs> I didn't type schedule. I no, well, I mean, while you're looking that up, I think um... – what what Howard's doing, I think he's he's showing that like we he he kinda inherited the team of Beeline, a lot of perimeter shooters and those type of things. I think he's kind of really established the kind of offense he wants, which is a little different than Beeline's, you know, where he, he wants to stretch the floor, he wants to, you know, get tempo. Beeline was more of kind of like a you know set play type of guy, but he want Howard's more of a tempo guy, so he wants to get down the floor and go and run through Dick Dickerson, he, and which makes sense because Howard is also a big man, and he wants to make sure the big men uh, are kind of the pivotal parts of the uh, of the offense. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I, I think you know, any, I I love going to Michigan basketball games myself personally. I think they're I, one of my first one last year against yeah, Iowa. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, they were. It's a good atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I got the schedule up now. Uh, Look at me being kind of prepared. Uh, Virginia, they play in the non-conference schedule. They play number 18, Virginia, and number four, Kentucky. Yeah, um, so those are two legitimate opponents. Yeah, we'll kind of see what they, what kind of fight they give them. I, uh, Minnesota's good. Minnesota, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, big time then play North is Carolina. always strong. <laughs> yeah, so, yep. yeah, they got number one, North Carolina. Uh, as of now, they're number one, uh, scheduled for December 21st. Um, so, yeah, we're going to find out fairly quickly uh, how competitive this team can be with some of the top top teams in the nation. So um, I look forward. I, I you know, Obviously, they should be a tournament team. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be shocked if we weren't or not. We, we might – I mean, we're, we, have, we have enough talent to not only make the tournament but to, you know, win a couple of rounds and then also in the Big Ten to compete for a Big Ten title. Yeah, well, yeah. And, again, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get more in-depth with it in uh, probably two weeks uh, right before the tip-off uh, of the season. Um, we'll look into a couple more things, but we just wanted to kind of give a general overview of what's going on right now with the big our Michigan basketball program and some of the news that came out. So it'll be good to see. And uh, we'll kind of finish this up with the men's hockey season that just uh, started a couple weeks ago. All right, and as for the Michigan hockey program, uh, you know, right now they are ranked sixth in the country, or fifth, sorry, uh, with one first-place vote for whatever that matters. But uh, so far they're 3-1 and one on the season, um, you know, starting off kind of as expected. Uh, they are able to beat Lin- Lindenwood in a uh, home, in, uh, I guess, two home games, not a home in home, uh, but 7-4 to four and 3-1, to one, so that was good. And then they uh, played number nine, Boston University, they did split with uh, Boston, uh, but their win was a nine to two victory. Kind of just, you know, really good day, I guess. Um, and then they ended up losing uh, three to two in the next uh, bout. But uh, Michigan moves up to number five in the uh, first uh, change in the top twenty-five from the preseason. So uh, three and one, went over another top ten team, which is good. Um, 
their goalie, uh, Portillo, uh, captured third star of the week this week. He's a big dude, man. Yeah, he is. Um, and, you know, with his uh, 9-2 to win, uh, stopped 26 shots over Boston University. And even in the loss, had 31 saves, um, which is so far the most of the season for him um, in the 3-2 to two loss. So, Goalie's playing well uh, in hockey, as uh, anyone who watches hockey knows. A hot goalie uh, is probably the most important thing. Obviously, you know, scoring goals matters too. But when you have a hot hand in, uh, in net, uh, that definitely helps uh, team success in hockey. Um, so Michigan's looked so so far so good through the first, uh, you know, four games of the season. Um, looking ahead, uh, they do have some uh, games against Penn State and Notre Dame coming up on the road. Actually, interesting to look. The seven of their next eight games are on the road. That's um, a big stretch. Yeah, so they go up north to play Lake Superior State in the Sioux. Uh, then they play a home-and-home home with Western, which is their one home game. And then they're at Penn State for two, at Notre Dame for two, before coming home against uh, Minnesota. So um, it'll be interesting to see how those uh, games play out. Um, you know, Minnesota's number one in the country. Uh, they're always a good hockey program as well. Uh, Notre Dame's ranked in the top 15. They're 13th currently. Uh, they also have Harvard on their schedule, who's ranked 15th in the nation right now. Western so, 17. So, yeah, I mean, West, so a lot of good hockey pros. Seven, uh, Penn State's number uh, 18. So, I mean, Michigan, they're a good hockey program. And, uh, you know, their schedules, they have to prove it, right? Like, yeah, there's can. a lot of good hockey You don't really get a ton of warm-ups. You kind of go right into it. No. Um, so, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see, um, as we touched a little bit, couple months ago obviously you know all the coaching uh changes that happened uh interim coach brandon uh, nartu former player uh was a bench coach before taking over on an interim basis uh so far so good for a start yep. for him three to one obviously i'm rooting for him one. I'm hoping, uh, i hope he gets a lot of the job long term yeah and he's definitely got the opportunity to do so um everything sounds like he has that opportunity and gained the job for the season um you know i, I suspect if things go well there's not really a reason to look elsewhere unless you know you know, unless they struggle. So um, I think the hockey program, it looks as expected right now. You know, they're explosive, uh, playing playing good all-around hockey. It'll be interesting to see where they're at after this uh, road trip or, you know, series of road games they play, some of the next eight on the road uh, against some good teams. Um, but, yeah, not, not, not a ton on that front. It's hard to really digest, you know, only four games. Obviously, the highlight being – they beat number nine Boston University uh, once nine to two. Dropped the next one three to two, um, but splitting with the ninth team in the country, yeah. not a bad thing. No, right? and I, I will say, I, looking at some of the highlights, you know, that I've looked up, we're really fast. Yeah, and like I think that is a mess. Like I, I, on a grand scheme of you know college hockey, I'm not sure where we rank on speed across the country, but from what I've seen, our wingers can absolutely fly. Um, so I think you know in college. That just produces opportunities, you know, three-on-twos, two-on-ones. You know, we play pretty good defense. When I see in our goalie, I mean, obviously our goalie is playing very, very well. So I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how this season unfolds. You know, I expect us to be, you know, in the tournament and make some noise down the road, but there's a lot of hockey before then. But yeah, Michigan consistently over the last few years has been one of the best teams in hockey, uh, in college hockey, and I expect it to stay that way. Uh, Michigan I, I, usually I, has no shortage of NHL try, Definitely want to try to go get down to Yost and see a game this year. Yeah, it's a fun atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, you know, a lot of talent on Michigan. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to, to compete for a, a national championship again this year. Um, and we'll see kind of how they match up. They're, like we said, Western's a ranked team. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, Penn State, 
Minnesota's number one in the country. So they're next outside of Lake Superior State in the two games coming up. Their next two, four, six, eight, ten games are against ranked opponents, including two against number one team in the country. So uh, we'll find out a lot about hockey, uh, this hockey team fast. Um, we'll revisit in the next couple of weeks once some of these games are played. We can uh, revisit, kind of see how it's going for all our hockey fans out there. But, um, you know, like I said, the bye week kind of gave us the ability to kind of touch on some other sports with, uh, you know, football kind of being front and center at the university right now. Um, all eyes on that, especially since they're 7-0 and, you know, making making another run at a Big Ten championship. So, um, but yeah, we'll get into more of it next week. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, again, remember, you can follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts by searching the Victors Dash of Michigan Podcast. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Between the Whistles of Detroit on YouTube uh, to catch our podcast as well as the rest of your Detroit sports needs. Again, feel free to get involved on our posts, you know, leave some comments, uh, your opinions. We like to get different viewpoints on the show to kind of shake it up from just mine and Jordan's opinion. Um, a third, fourth, fifth opinions, different viewpoints are always fun um, when you're kind of debating uh, sports and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it'll be fun. And catch us next week. It's Rivalry Week. Uh, against the Michigan State Bring Spartans, throw the records Spartan. out the window. Um, you know, like we said uh, in the past, Tuck is 2-0 against Michigan. You have to respect the Spartans. They've been able to get the job done uh, against Michigan here in the past uh, couple of years. Got to take them seriously. Um, rivalry games, everything's out the window. It's, it's two teams that hate each other, and anything can happen on any given Saturday. Go Blue! Go Blue!